everybody, this is Dave Von Kleist, and we all know that knowledge is power. Well, guess what, folks? It's time to power up! <laughs> Opinions expressed on this broadcast are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or sponsors of this radio station. How does that make you feel? <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're situated on this great, big, beautiful blue globe floating through the void of Yas creation. It is Thursday. It is the 14th of December. And, uh, yeah, we're coming down to the close of a very, very interesting year. But I got to tell you, folks, with the way I'm seeing it, things are going to get interestinger and interestinger in the next year. Um, let me see, where do I start? There's so many different topics that I want to touch upon. Uh, of course, on Tuesday, we spent some time going through the website IngersollLockwood.com. And the reason being is that it seems that across the board, more and more uh, television shows, radio broadcasts, etc., etc., they're all starting to touch more and more on the issue of extraterrestrials. Now, I know some of you balk when you hear that, but this is something that's been going on, for, well, all of my life anyway. And what's really interesting, you, you all know Tucker Carlson, don't you? Well, he started his own network. It's Tucker's, uh, TuckerCarlson.com. And you can sign up there. You can pay your monthly fee, and you can have access to all the stuff that Tucker's doing. And he's doing some really interesting stuff. But uh, they do have several interviews posted on that website. And one of them I was watching uh, fervently. It was quite interesting indeed. Uh, he was inter uh, interviewing, let me see, where is it? I had it here a second ago. Um, okay, yes, uh, Dave Grush. Uh, Dave Grush had high security clearance. He's Air Force. He testified recently before Congress in regard to the UAP phenomena. The UAP now, that's what they're calling UFOs. United Aerial Phenomena. You're going to be hearing more and more and more about this. I truly believe that full disclosure is about to happen. Now, whether or not we're going to see Operation Bluebeam kick in, I, I don't know. Um, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't put it past the powers that be. Um, they certainly do have the technology to deceive everybody. But uh, I do think we're going to be seeing more and more issues when it comes to uh, this UAP or UFO phenomena. And that's why I was drawing your attention Tuesday to the Ingersoll Lockwood website. Uh, and you have to keep in mind that when you go through that website and you look for all those hidden links, they keep changing them. Now, some of them remain consistent, uh, but others... So others, you know, you click on one one day, and a couple of days later, you go back and click on it, and it's something different. So uh, you almost need to, you know, keep up to date every couple of days, go back and check it, and make note of what the changes are, because they are breadcrumbs. They are trying to tell you something. I mean, it's all over the map, folks. Why would the United States Space Force have hidden links to the Book of Job? or to the Pentagon report 
2022 on UAPs or Executive Order 13848 or the Abrams Accord or, you know, the debt clock. I mean, they're all clues and they're basically trying to give us uh, the the necessary tools to do our own research. So, I mean, we're I think we are at a very, very critical stage in human development right now. And we have to prepare ourselves because I do believe that once full disclosure does happen, and I, I don't see how it can't happen, it's sooner or later it's going to break open. And the entire world is going to change for the better. Now, we're going to have to go through a transition period. There is no doubt about that. But what's going to come out on the other side is going to be absolutely glorious. Uh, so I do believe that we are going to be seeing changes of biblical proportions. And I use that term quite literally. Now, what the world situation is right now, people are so very confused about you know what's going on in, in Israel and, and Palestine and what's going on in Ukraine and you know, what's going on with China and Taiwan. And the whole world is, is percolating. It's, it seems like it's coming to a simmer and it's going to get to a boil. Well, I think this is all by design. I really do. I think this, uh, this is all part of the disclosure. Before you can accept new concepts, new ideas, new revelations, you first have to realize that you're your belief system, your schema of the world is flawed. All of us, we've all been deceived, every single one of us. And how does that relate to uh, our world events right now? Well, let's just take a look at what's going on in Palestine right now. Now, a lot of people, the entire world is condemning Israel and the United States for the genocide. There is no other word for it. It's genocide. It's, uh, and to use their own uh, term, mowing the lawn. That's what, what some of the Israelis, uh, that's the term that they use when they periodically go into Palestine and kill people. Now, we all universally say, hey, look, at the Holocaust happened and it, genocide happened you know, in World War II and the Nazis killed all the Jews and that we should never, ever, ever, ever allow genocide or justify genocide. However, in today's world climate, genocide is, is globally condemned unless you are Israel. Now, Israel is getting away with this. Now, stop and think about it. For the past two years, the Ukraine war, Russia, Ukraine, oh, Putin has been going in there, he's bombing all these you know, civilian area, areas, and the whole world is going, oh, you bad man, you terrible Putin guy, oh, you're killing everybody, you're bombing all this. But Israel does it. And, uh, hey, let's see, what time's the game on? Uh, nobody cares. What's wrong with people? Why is it that the, uh, the Palestinians' lives don't really matter that much? But, my goodness, if, they, if Putin bombs Ukraine... Well, Putin, we've got to start third world war over that. That doesn't make sense to me. So, so let's let's take a look at what's going on with Israel. What is Israel? All right. Now, the Bible 
tells us that God would leave the, you know, his people to the promised land, to Israel. And doesn't say that the Messiah will give the people their land. That's the way I understand it, okay? I mean, if I'm incorrect on that, somebody can come up with the uh, proper Bible verse or, the, or whatever it is. Please do call in and let me know, or, or, or you can text it in in the chat. I don't remember off the top of my head, but the way I understand it, it's God that is going to give the uh, people of Israel their land. So how did the, uh, the state of Israel come into being? Well, we have to go back and check our history a little bit. Now, a lot of people are saying, oh, well, there's a difference between uh, Jewry and Zionism. Well, there most definitely is. So let's ask, what is Zionism? When did it come into being? Well, I believe it was 1894. Let me see if I can pull it up here. Um, The history of Zionism. Theodore Herzi is recognized as the person who founded Zionism. Okay? Now, who was this gentleman? Well, you can do your own search. I could tell you what I'm looking at, but some of you folks will say, Ah, you're a conspiracy theorist, and you can get anything on the Internet. Well, do your own searching. Theodore Herzi was, and it's up to for debate here, they say he was a a secular Jew, but in other uh, uh, articles... He was a proclaimed atheist, an avowed atheist. All right, so if the person who founded Zionism was an atheist, well, let's let's not go by words. Let's go by deeds, okay? They always say deeds, not words. You know, don't listen to what they say, watch what they do. All right, so let's let's fast forward a little bit and go to the year 1917, I believe it is. And we look at the Balfour Declaration. Now, who was the Balfour Declaration an agreement between? Well, it was between the Rothschild family and the British Crown. If you go and read that, and it'll tell you that they wanted to establish a Zionist state. Now, let's stop right there. Now, let's see who's involved. We're talking about the Rothschild family. All right, here's another search that you can do. All right, you can do a search on Marina Abramovic and Jacob Rothschild and pull up a photo. Marina Abramovic, her name is spelled A-B-R-A-M-O-V-I-C, Abramovic. And Rothschild is R-O-T-H-S-C-H-I-L-D. So look, do a little search the Abramovic Rothschild photo. And you will find a photograph of Jacob Rothschild and Marina Abramovic posing in front of a portrait of Satan. And the name of the portrait is Satan is summoning, uh, summoning his legions. Okay, now why would the Jacob Rothschild and Marina Abramovic Pose in front of a portrait of Satan. Well, who is Marina Abramovic? Do some research. She's a high priestess of the Satanic Church. So, if the Rothschilds got together with the British Crown back in 1917 and formulated the Balfour Declaration, 
Was this God giving the Jews their land? No, it was establishing a, uh, shall we say, a plan, a long-term plan to give a, a piece of land to the Jews. Now, is that God doing this? I don't think so. And then we fast forward to 1948, right after the Second World War, and it was the Rockefellers, if you recall, who donated the land in uh, eastern Manhattan. It used to be the stockyards in Manhattan. They donated that land, and that's where they built the UN. So, the UN. Let's see. We got the Rockefellers who helped to create the UN. And, of course, the Rockefellers are really tied closely to the Rothschilds. So I'd have to figure common sense tells me that they are somewhat aligned in their belief and value systems. So, 1948, the state of Israel is established. Now, again, we look at the, the, the source, the Balfour Declaration, drawn up, and it says right in there, a Zionist state. Now, is Zionism Jude, uh, Judaism? No, I would think that Zionism is closer to Satanism, especially when you consider who's involved in creating it. Now, I'm not condemning the Jews. I'm not doing that. I mean, I think that the Jews and Christians alike, I mean, look at the general population in this country. Okay, let's look at the Christians out there. We have millions and millions and millions of Christians, whether they be Baptists or Catholic or Protestant, Many of them go to church on Sunday and they live their lives. They don't know anything about the New World Order. They, most of them have never been down the rabbit hole or even know what a rabbit hole is. So you can't really blame all the Christians for all this garbage that's going on with the New World Order. Same thing can be said about most of the Jews. Most of the Jews in this country, they've never been down the rabbit hole. They don't know what's going on. We can't blame them all the skullduggery that's going on with the Zionists, you know, and people link, you know, that's one of the things that, unfortunately, I think that Benjamin Netanyahu and uh, and his predecessors have done, they have su uh, successfully covered themselves in the blanket or the flag of Judaism and said that we can't be touched. If you say anything against what we're doing, then you're an anti-Semite. No, I'm an anti-Zionist. Big, big difference. Especially if Zionism is tied directly to Satanism. Now, if I'm off base on this, please, somebody call it, straighten me out. I don't mind being wrong. I look at being wrong as an opportunity for growth. We should all, you know, be happy when we get proven wrong because we get to correct our mistakes. It makes us a better person. So if I'm wrong, please, somebody enlighten me. By the way, the phone number here, if you want to call in... If I'm, off, if I'm off on a crazy rant, please straighten me out. The number here is 512-248-8252. So give me a call. If, if, I'm, if, I'm, out, if I'm whacked out, please set, set the record straight. But I'm looking at D. I'm looking at what people do, not listening to what they say. So, you know, like I said, if Putin goes in and bombs Ukraine, we condemn Putin and the Russians. I mean, he bombed a hospital. How could he bomb a... He bombed this... Well, wait a second. Why is Putin a bad guy? Because he bombed a hospital. And Netanyahu's a good guy. Because he's bombed the hospital. 
we see that there's a problem here. I mean, we're talking tens of thousands of innocent people are being butchered, murdered. And nobody says that. All they worry about is, hey, look, it's Thursday night football, you know? But, I mean, there is just something wrong with our brains. I just don't get it. <coughs> Excuse me. Anyway, I wanted to point a couple of those things out. You know, do your own research, folks. I mean, because you know, I'm looking at this in this whole situation over there, and indeed the entire world is condemning Israel and the United States. I mean, we're sending them billions of dollars in relief every single year. And, I, and again, this is not anti-Semitism. It's anti-Zionism. There's a huge difference. And I have to say, now wait a second. What benefit is APAC, A-I-P-A-C, the American-Israeli Political Action Committee, why Why does that APAC exist? What do they do? What is their function? And we look at how many of the, you know, some people say, oh, the Jews have taken over everything. No, it's the Zionists. Not all Jews are Zionists. You can't blame all Jews for one group of people that are doing some bad stuff. Any more than, uh, you know, a George Bush, you know, he was, uh, you know, <laughs> he was professed a good Christian, okay? He said he was a good Christian. Oh, really? And I looked at the stuff that he did. Remember the WMD that weren't there? You know, you remember the PNAC agreement and the 9-11 attacks? You know, I detested George Bush. That doesn't mean I detest Christians, okay? There's a disconnect there. Well, the same thing could be said about Netanyahu and what he's doing. That doesn't mean I hate the Jews. Like I said, most Jews don't have a clue about the New World Order or any of this stuff that's going on, nor do the Christians. I don't know. It's kind of frustrating. I mean, you guys that, that remember when I was on with the Power Hour, I mean, I was on the air screaming from the rooftops, writing songs about it. I got three albums of politically incorrect, in-your-face, you lying SOB government music. And it's all free out there on YouTube. Just type in my name and do a search. You'll find it. I've been screaming about it, making documentaries about it. I've been making tunes about it for 25 years. And I got to tell you, the word frustration doesn't do justice for where my head's at sometimes. I don't understand why people don't see or won't see. But then I'm reminded of what the Bible says. There are none so blind than those with eyes that will not see. And those with ears that will not hear. Not that they cannot hear, but they choose not to. They will not hear. Now, why do you suppose that is? Because, dear friends, once you become aware, once you become knowing, once you see the injustice, you become responsible. As a matter of fact, in my first album, which came out in 96, it was called Will Someone Listen?, and the liner note said, if you become aware of a lie and you do nothing to expose the lie, you become part of the lie. And folks, I got to look at myself in the mirror. I got to know that I'm not I'm standing in the light. I will not hide in the darkness. And unfortunately, there are a lot of people that just don't they, they don't want to look at the light. They don't want to see the truth, because once you understand and once you see the truth, you become responsible. Anyway, we're going to take a break. And uh, I think I got my clock right. Yeah. 
Uh, we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Stay with us. Look forward to bringing you the pasture-raised meats that you and your family will love. Now, we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high-quality pasture-raised meats. And even when they did, it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now, I'm not talking about the bottom-of-the-barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free-range or even cage-free, terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying their low quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasteurized meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised, where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures, and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your door. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork. Raised the way nature intended. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. Excuse me, sir. Yes, what is it? There's a segment of the population out there that have figured out our monitoring capabilities and they're not happy about it, sir. Well, it's too late for them to do anything about it. (laughs) Take them a message, would you? Yes, sir. What is it? Every step you take, every rule you break, every job you take, and every dime you make, we'll be watching you. Yeah, they are watching you. There ain't no doubt about that. That's funny. You know, back when I was doing the Power Hour, I had this running bit um, of the guys in the star chamber. You know, you hear the door unlatch. And you... Excuse me, sir. Yes, what is it? That couple's on the radio again, sir. Anyway, we used to go back and forth. And uh, <clears throat> so that <clears throat> that parody song, I took the song Every Step You Take uh, by the police. And we did the words. 
And it's all about the microchip. It's all about the surveillance systems. And in a future uh, uh, broadcast, I will be bringing on board Aman Jabi. Aman Jabi spent 28 years in the Silicon Valley. And uh, if you have a phone that has a camera on it, he designed it. He's behind the technology between all these little tiny video cameras that are getting everywhere. I mean, you can get these little tiny videos with an SD card and hide them in. And, you know, people are doing that all the time now. They're spying on all kinds of people and they're doing nasty stuff, sticking them in bathrooms and stuff. But, but that technology for those tiny little cameras and the lenses and all the electronics behind it, that was designed by Aman Jabi. So he knows a lot about surveillance systems. And he's screaming from the rooftops about all the smart cities that are being constructed around the country. Video cameras and the street lamps. I mean, all kinds of stuff. So anyway, that's that's for a future broadcast. But that's where that uh, that song came from, and that was uh, my gosh, <laughs> twenty years ago. Oh my gosh, time is going by so quickly. <sighs> anyway, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to go off on a rant there, but I am curious. I mean, if I'm if I'm out to lunch on this stuff about Zionism and the Balfour Declaration and uh, Theodore Hersey and the link between the Rothschilds the Rockefellers, and Satanism. Yes, I will say that. Satanism. And, I mean, people have to understand that, you know, it's not about what you believe. It's not about what I believe. It's what, quote-unquote, they believe. Now, if you don't want to believe in Satanism, that's fine, okay? I wish you'd had a more open mind, but, yeah, there are Satanists out there. In fact, if you stop and think about it, uh, it is the general consensus that there are three major religions in this world. Okay, you've got Christianity, you've got Judaism, and you have uh, Islam. All right, those are the three big religions. Now, my question is, is there a fourth big religion? I contend that there is. And this fourth religion doesn't like to be in the lights, They'll hide in the darkness. In fact, this fourth religion works very insidiously, very stealthily to infiltrate the other three religions. Can you guess what this religion is that I'm referring to? My gosh, campers, you're right. It's Satanism. Satanism seems to be infiltrating everything. I mean, look at the, the symbolism in the Catholic Church. My gosh, I mean, it's right in your face. And look at all the symbolism that we're seeing coming out of Hollywood and television shows, halftime shows at football games, you know, stuff that they're putting out on Netflix. Look at the, some of the cartoons. Oh, my gosh, you parents out there, are you monitoring what your kids are seeing on TV? I sure hope so, because it ain't good. There's a lot of nasty stuff out there, and it's all basically, it, it's a psyop, it's preparation, it's desensitizing people. I mean, okay, think about all these, these young kids with their video games. How many hours do they spend, you know, on some of these games, and some of these games are really violent. I mean, Grand Theft Auto, that's a classic one. So they think nothing about sitting in front of a TV and blowing people up 
chainsawing them up. They think, oh, yeah, man, it's cool, man. Look at that. I cut that guy's head off. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they get, they get involved in a situation where they have to go to war. You know, there's no jobs out there. The recruit, recruiters swoop into the high schools and offer these kids twenty dollars and $30,000 sign-up bonuses. They'll have to, I've never seen that kind of money before. Hey, yeah, sign up in the military here. You'll get education. You'll get to travel the world. You're going to get all these benefits and all that. And, and we'll give you twenty grand. Well, okay, man, that sounds cool. So they get into the military, and then they find out what real carnage is all about. And after doing a tour of duty or two or three, they come back and their head's all messed up. They got PTSD because they've seen their buddies get blown up and dismembered. Wait a second. This is not like on the video game, man. That's right. This is reality. (sighs) Anyway, phone number here is 512-248-8252. Give me a call and join me. We're going to have some open minds for the the second half of this uh, this hour. Oh, let me see. I'm got, I'm trying to get my uh, radio legs back here. It's kind of it's been a long time. I have to remember to watch the clock and figure out when the music comes in and when I'm going to be taking a break, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But so, all right. Well, I've pretty much clo- got close to it. Stay with me. We'll be. I'll be back in just a few minutes. Give me a call. I'd love to hear from you. are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. My name is John, I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back, uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it, and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee that's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. Well, we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store or call us 512-248-8252. 
800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not, or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Email Tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. Show. I think we're going to call it the What the Frig? What the Frig is going on? The WTF reports. I don't know. I, I, taking a little poll. I know some people are a little bit uh, offended by that, but hey, let's just lighten up a little bit. Oh gosh. So anyway, I'm just uh, I'm just sitting here watching the wheels go round around. I've been watching those for the past dozen or so years, keeping my mouth shut, keeping a low profile, but. Uh, I don't know. I figure with all the world events that are going on right now, I just couldn't keep my mouth shut anymore. And when Michael contacted me and says, hey, Dave, why don't you come back on the air? I mean, I've been avoiding this for a long time, um, but I'm glad to do I'm glad to be doing this again. And the only, only problem is I have to get myself accustomed to all the new technology. I mean, gosh, when the, when we were doing the radio show back in the late 90s and 2000s, most people weren't on the computers. Everything was uh, shortwave or satellite or internet. Not that much internet, but uh, micro stations, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, uh, so uh, again, I've said it before. I'm an analog guy in a digital world, and I have to make my adjustments. And as they say, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And this dog is starting to get old. <laughs> anyway, the phone number here, if you want to join the conversation, I'd like to. I'd like to hear your opinion. On some of this stuff. Uh, the call in number is 512 248 8252. Let's go to the phones and say hello to Renee in North Carolina. Hello, dear. How are you? I'm good, and I really liked your analysis because I think it was way more closer to my beliefs than a lot of what I've been hearing. <laughs> you know, where it's all just the Jews, the Jews, the Jews, the Jews, the Jews. Um, your uh, analysis was way more like we used to have in the old days where we, you know, we understood that this was part of a long-range plan, and we talked about the Anglo-American Empire and uh-huh. Cecil Rhodes and the Milner Group and all these things. See, I believe that 
they deliberate actually the Anglo-American Empire, the British that hold the old was to deliberately stick the Jews over there, to stick a thorn in the side of the Muslims, because I think they eventually, I, they wanted to take over the Middle East, and this is going to be the thing to start chaos and, and, and trouble so that they would have an excuse to go in there. Uh, you well, know, and I... Absolutely. You know, so I really, I really, it was refreshing to hear your analysis because it's more what I remember and how I feel. It's not, you know, we always want to blame the people who are different or blame one other group. And we don't like looking at the, at the bad parts of our own group. We have this bias like that. And yeah. so, um, I was, I found, I really liked what you had to say. And okay. another thing that really annoyed me years ago, see, I left like you did. I left for a long time. This I cannot get behind what it turned into, the whole patriot movement. And But I did try to come back recently to, you know, talk again. But it's like what pulled the mask off for me was when the, uh, the young people and the liberals did that whole Wall Street thing. To take what, what, what did they call it back then in two thousand eight? Uh, Wall Street, where all the young people went and sat oh, yeah. in Wall Street. Yeah, okay. what was that called? I, re I remember, but I'm having a senior moment too. That was a specific term that they used. Yeah, yeah, I forget what right, it was. and I can't think of it right now. Well, I remember calling in to a lot of these Patriot radios because after all, what had we been complaining about? Bank. Blah, 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 blah. And we loved it when the Democrats and liberals came over to help us with the Ron Paul thing. Oh, that was just dandy. But when it came time when those people were on Wall Street, I remember calling into shows and saying, look, y'all been talking about this for years. This would be a great coming together moment. Let's go help them. And nobody would do it. And that's yeah. when the mask got pulled off the whole Patriot thing for me. Oh, yeah, y'all can come help us, but we won't go help you. Well, what does that say about people? It says yeah. they're fake, okay? It says right. they're fake and their agenda was really power and domination for themselves, and they're takers, but they're not givers, and they will you not unite with other people to actually have a solution. Uh, that's why... I blame them right now for the situation we're in because if they were, if we would have taken that opportunity to unite with the Wall Street young people and liberal people who were sitting out there, the only person that would go out there, I remember Dylan Radigan, remember that great rant he had on MSNBC and he left <laughs> after that. Dylan Radigan would go out there every day to talk with those people and he was trying, but to quote patriots and Ron Paul people, they wouldn't do it. Well, I'm sorry. The mask was pulled off for me right then and there. Very good. Very good. My goodness. That's, well, I appreciate the, uh, the kudos on my analysis of this whole situation. But, you know, the thing is you brought up something that was very important. And we have to go back in history. Again, if you forget your history, you're destined to repeat it. Now, we know that for generations, for centuries... The, the bankers, the Rothschilds, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, they have been funding both sides of the wars. They make yeah. money from war. This is not. This is nothing new. They've been doing this for a long time. So the point is that they they, they created the Balfour Declaration, and in the in the years that led up to the first and uh, the, the Second World War, 
they very slowly and incrementally planted seeds, seeds and conditioned people, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, to accept these, con- these constant conflicts. And, and now we've got a situation, I mentioned it in the first part of the half, this past half hour, Bibi Netanyahu, he's up against Hamas. Oh, Hamas, they have to get rid of Hamas. Hamas, Hamas, Hamas. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. People have forgotten that Hamas was created by Israel, by Netanyahu. As a matter of fact, here's a quick audio clip. Here's Ron Paul on the floor of Congress when he was still in the Congress. I believe this was in the year uh, 2008. I think that's when this is. Here's Ron Paul. Listen to what he had to say. If you look at the history of the Hamas was encouraged to instead of Israel because they wanted Hamas to come and to anything. Bingo! All right, and by the way, there was also um, recently, this past month, uh, maybe it's six weeks now, when this whole thing started, uh, the UN, uh, there was a, a woman that was speaking on behalf of the UN. I think her last name was uh, Smorty or something like that. Listen to what she had to say. Uh, just a few months ago, many leaders were reported saying that Hamas was an asset to Israel. That's right. It's an asset to Israel. And as recently as 2019, Benjamin Netanyahu is quoted as saying, and I quote, in order to secure a Palestinian state, we must support Hamas. We must fund Hamas. Now, I would encourage you folks out there um, out there, to go to a website. It's stopworldcontrol.com. Stopworldcontrol.com. And when you go there, you will scroll down, and there's a, a video there called Mystery Solved Israel, or Israel Mystery Solved. I encourage you to watch that, because I think you will have your mind blown. The mainstream media is staying away from this. All of these clips, they're all going to call me a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't care what you say. It's documented. You can find this stuff. I'm no brilliant researcher. Anybody that goes online can find this stuff. Hamas is just like uh, like ISIS or uh, the, the Taliban. Well, you know, I mean, they keep on coming up with these terrorist groups so that they can keep having military conflicts and they can keep pumping money into the war machine, into the military-industrial complex. As a matter of fact, if you do some research, I think you might find that about half, if not more than half, of our national budget goes towards the international, I mean, the uh, military-industrial complex. Uh, They have to have a boogeyman to scare us, to make us feel that we need them to protect us. And um, so the thing is... Another thing, to uh, you have to scroll down a lot to find it, but a refresher on this is the old Bill Cooper um, uh, yep. audio on YouTube about British Israelism. Think about it. It's like if um, you knew somebody that needed a new home, and instead of like, you don't want to give them yours. So you go to your neighbor and say, look, I have somebody who needs a home. We're going to give them your house. If Britain was so concerned about a home for the Jews, why didn't they give them a piece of Britain? No. 
They gave them. Uh, uh, they gave them. They gave them somebody else's an occupied people uh, land occupied by people. They gave them somebody else's home. Well, like I say, it's like it's like so that right there should tell you that was not their real agenda to give the Jews a home. Okay, it was. It they may had a long range plan to take over the Middle East. And they did that to kind of stick sand in the Muslims' uh, oyster, okay? Yeah. To cause trouble. That's what that really was about. Yeah. Seems to be stirring up the pot. It's, as long as you can make a profit and, and maintain control, that is what it's all about. Renee, thank you so much for joining me. I'm glad to have you back on, the, on, uh, on board with the show. It's good to hear your voice again. Um, let's, get to, let's get some other folks on the line here. Give me a call. The number is 512-248-8252. Again, that's area code 512-248-8252. And again, I can't emphasize this enough, folks. If you do some research, and now we all know who the Rothschilds are. We know who the Rockefellers are. We know that they are hand in glove. They work together. Now, what kind of people are they? Again, I remind you, it doesn't make any doesn't make any difference what I believe. It doesn't make any difference what you believe. These are the people that are pulling the strings on the on the world stage. What matters is what they believe. And if you look, like I said, if you do your search, you could do, type in Jacob Rothschild and Marina Abramovic photo, and you can pull it right up. I'm looking right at it. They posed in front of a portrait of Satan. Uh, was it Satan releasing his demons? What was that? I forget what they call that. Uh, Satan, oh yeah, summoning his legion. That's what it is. So, anyway, um, yeah, so give me a call. These people have to be exposed. Now, again, I don't have any ill wishes for anybody. I really don't. Uh, But, I mean, I look at what's going on, and there is Satanism everywhere. You know, and you mentioned that, and some people roll their eyes. You know, they, they say, oh, come on, Dave, Satanism, yeah, right, okay, yeah, yeah. Folks, as long as you have that attitude, and as long as you have that mindset that you just refuse to believe it, because it's just so far-fetched, that's why they get away with it. It's the same thing with sex trafficking. That's something that people don't like to admit is real. They don't want to think about adrenochrome and torturing children and all that. Yeah, it's a horrible, horrible thing that's going on, and people don't want to think about it, let alone discuss it. But it's simply because people don't think about it and they don't discuss it that it's able to continue, and it continues and continues. This is the dead elephant in everybody's living room that nobody wants to pay attention to. Well, few of us do. But, uh, you know, like I said, when you become aware of this crime, and if you do nothing to expose the crime, you become a part of the crime. So, I mean, we've got to get people to get off of their big, fat, pimple-covered butt and get involved. Scream from the rooftops. Rattle cages. Whatever it is, you know, make yourself useful, productive in this movement. Because we've got to wake up the masses. You know, because the, the, the more we put it off, the worse it's going to be. You know, it's sort of like if you've got a problem, but you don't want to deal with it. So you take that problem and you throw it in the closet and shut the door. 
All right, well, a little while later, you come up, you got another problem. Oh, I don't want to deal with it. You throw it in the closet and shut the door. Over a period of time, you've got all this garbage that's piling up in that closet. Oh, and here comes another problem. You go to open the door to throw it in the closet, and everything goes right at your feet, and you've got a real mess on your hands. Well, that's sort of where we are. Because America, and indeed a lot of the Western world, has been evading responsibility and ignoring reality for oh so long. I mean, look at all the distractions we've got. I mean, my goodness, we have our devices, we got our phones, we got our iPads, we got our computer, we got our TV, we got our radio. We can distract ourselves 24-7, and most people do. You wake up in the morning, you put the coffee on, you turn on the radio while you're getting ready to go to work. And you're doing your stuff, and then you get in the car, and you turn on the radio, you're being entertained, listening to your music or whatever, and then you get to work. And if you have a radio there, you listen to the radio, you finish work, you go home, you turn on the TV. You're distractions everywhere. And how can we possibly make informed decisions if we are denying ourselves information? That doesn't make sense, does it? No, it does not. Anyway, um, let's see. I'm looking at the clock here. Okay, yeah, I got about another minute here. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Again, I got time for one more call. If somebody wants to call in, 512-248-8252. <clears throat> anyway, gearing up for the holidays. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I can't help but think, you know, there was somebody that printed a, an article. I forget where it came from. But uh, they printed an article. It was basically asking the question, is this the last somewhat normal Christmas that we will see? And I got to thinking about that. And I think that's a very legitimate question. As a matter of fact, I was thinking about that during the World Series. I, I was thinking to myself, is this the last World Series that we're going to see? We could ask ourselves, you know, about the Super Bowl. Hey, coming in January, is that going to be the last Super Bowl? Well, I got a funny feeling that unless we turn this thing around and start paying attention and start recognizing who the real bad guys are and route them out, well, we may not have much of a choice. So, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I was talking to, uh, to Michael, the producer there, and uh, next week, yeah, they, they will have regular programming, but I was informed that Christmas week, from, uh, from Christmas until New Year's, the entire week, RBN will be doing rebroadcasts. There will be no more live, live shows for that week. So uh, that'll, that'll be okay, because it'll probably give me the time that I need to figure out how I'm going to get the video capabilities happening here. Because the plan here is to... Uh, is to start videotaping the shows and make it into a podcast. Anyway, we'll be back in just a couple minutes. Stay with me. Every rule you break, every job you take, and every dime you make will be watching you. Tahibo Tea Club's original pure pouty arco super tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. 
So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113, drinksupertea.com. Here's some interesting news. Due to all the recent claims about possible nuclear wars, viruses, solar flares, and civil unrest, people are scrambling to prepare and stockpile food. But the one thing out of reach for many is an underground bunker. Until now. Because you can now have a 3D printed underground bunker in just one day. An excavator digs a hole in your backyard and 3dbunkers.com shows up in a small truck and sets up their 3D printer under a tent completely undetected. They can print as many rooms as you want at a fraction of the cost compared to traditional metal bunkers. 3D Bunkers uses polymer concrete, which is five times stronger than regular cement. YouTube 3DBunkers.com and watch the video. The creators of 3D Bunkers is looking for a business partner that can help bring this technology to the world. And we need to protect our way of life without living in fear. Contact Brad at 3DBunkers.com for more details or visit 3DBunkers.com. Hello, hello, hello from beautiful Colorado. My name is Samuel Jung Kay, and I am currently the lead Shilajee hunter and master herbalist for Colorado Shilajee Company. In this video series, I will be discussing what we believe is the greatest of all adaptogenic superfoods and the single greatest natural healing remedy gifted to us by Mother Earth. I think you too will become as excited by this incredible substance called Shilajee as we were and are after our discovery of this amazing gift right here in beautiful, colorful Colorado. You may already know Shilajit by other names. Shilajit, Momio, Momi, Mami, Mineral Pitch, Asphaltum, and others. Shiloji literally translates to destroyer of weakness and conqueror of mountains. Shiloji has been in use for thousands of years and is considered as the highest valued cure-all of any earthly substance. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. Broadcasting from the most confused, dumbed down, manipulated, and brainwashed nation on the face of the planet with news and information they hope you never hear. Oh, yeah. Coming up on the closing segment of today's Dave Von Kleist show. And yeah, I think we're going to start calling you the WTF reports. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> All right, this is your last chance. If you want to call in, I'd love to hear from you. Area on about five minutes before the top of the hour, whatever hour you're sitting in. This is Dave Von Kleist, and uh, yeah, it feels it feels so different to be back on the radio again, as the song said a little while ago, on the air again. <laughs> oh, by the way, 
Bless his heart, Willie Nelson is going to be 90 years old. I think he's 90 years old this uh, this this week. I'm not quite sure of the date, but uh, they're doing a special on CBS, Willie's 90th birthday. Isn't it funny, like, you know, 20, 30 years ago, the media was just blasting him because he smoked weed. Oh, no, Willie Nelson was smoking marijuana, and they had all this terrible stuff to say about him. And now it's sort of like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, weed is becoming legal, and a lot of the different states, and so now they they're sort of backing off a little bit on busting busting his busting his butt about that. But uh, yeah, so Willie's going to be ninety years old. Bless his heart. Um, now let me see. Now coming up, uh, have you did you notice that Hunter Biden? He was supposed to testify. He had a subpoena, but he ignored it. Instead, instead he went outside and had a press conference. Oh wait a second. Wait a minute. Where's the double standard here? Seems to me when they were going after Trump, and I'm not I'm not going to be a Trump tart about it, but hey, look at I see a double standard. I mean, he had his whole family was being subpoenaed, and they spent hours and hours in front of the congressional committee answering all their questions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But yet, when it comes to Biden, oh well, he decided to ignore the subpoena. And go have a, have a press conference and basically reiterate all the stuff that he's already been saying and denying this and denying that and blah blah blah. I mean, it's just is this is just crazy. Now, um, I don't think I have enough time to get into it. Maybe I'll save this for next the next show. But if you recall, uh, Trump, he was he was basically he was recruited by the military. They approached him and said, "Will you please run for president?" Now, why do you suppose they did that? There's a reason why. But uh, the point is, is that, yeah, once once they had approached him and said, hey, look, would you please run for president? And the reason they did that is, of course, he wasn't, a, you know, an insider insider. Yeah, he was being groomed to be an insider. He was hanging out with the Bushes and the Clintons and all the, the deep state, you know, swamp uh, swamp tards in D.C. That is until I think it was 2005. He had a big party at Mar Largo, and I believe that he was offered an opportunity to cross a particular line, which may have involved little children. And what happened is that Trump ended the party. He basically threw everybody out. He said, get out, leave, now, party over, and picked them all out of Mar Largo. I think that was the act that alerted the deep uh, the uh, the military. We need this guy. We need this guy to go in here and see if we can't go up against you know the, uh, the cabal, the deep state. Because this is something that I've known about. I've I, I mentioned it on a radio show. Uh, I guess it was last week. Um, yeah, there are white hats up there. Most white hats. <laughs> anyway. You folks have a wonderful weekend, and I will be back on Tuesday with more to uh, (laughs) take care. Have a good weekend.
says the essence of Jewish power is the ability to prevent the discussion of Jewish power. Jewish power requires anybody in politics to understand it and know about it, but never talk about it. My awakening really sums up with the very best evidence, the facts and the truth about race and the fact that race drives history and the truth about the Jewish question. The younger you get, the greater the percentage of people who identify as alphabet soup, you know, LGBTQ, RS. This woman, she's like, oh yeah, I identify as a koala two years ago. And I'm like, what? A koala? What? Maybe if it was quickie koala, that might be cool, but otherwise, you know. How about an inward pass? Have you ever received an inward pass from any of your black friends? Biden invited a drag queen to come for the signing of the Respect for Marriage Act. It's a Respect for Anal Sex Act. So, you know, I mean, let's, let's just call it like it is. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network.